we actually create businesses that help contribute to a bit of a healthier world for all of us because that makes sense in a business place. Businesses are better when they are better for people and better for the world. Welcome to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast by Coralis, a global community of women and non-binary people making real progress on the world's to-do list. Together, we're transforming the world to become more equitable and sustainable. This is Lauren Walsh, and I am one of the development guides with Coralis. Great to be with you, B. I have actually had the privilege of connecting with you and knowing you for close to, I think, six years now. Yep. And so it's great to be on the call with you today. And I'm going to ask you to share with our listeners how you came about creating your business, The Linker. And I do want to say that your company has a really special place in my heart, because as you know, I've shared with you that my mother had MS and was confined to a wheelchair in her later years. And I think that if The Linker had been available uh, when she was younger, she probably could have avoided the wheelchair. So I'm so excited for everyone who's going to benefit from your brilliance. So over to you. Tell us about the Alinker and yourself and how this all came about. Oh, well, it's a very special day that you're interviewing me because today it is 10 years ago that we incorporated the Alinker, that I incorporated the Alinker. And I say I here because at that time I was completely alone and completely unresourced. 10 years later now, I have a team and I'm very resourced, um, especially since I became one of the then CEO ventures um, in the second year of CEO, now called Coralus. And that literally changed my life. The Alinker, for the people that don't know, is a three-wheeled walking bike with two wheels at the front, an overarching frame to the back to one smaller rear wheel with a seating assembly on top. And so... It's based on we're not a body with a problem the moment we have a disability, but we are the same active and engaged people. And so I designed the Alinker for how we want to feel. And on the Alinker, you're the one with the cool bike. You're at eye level. You've got no pressure on your legs. You've got a good posture. You've got full circulation. It activates the brain and you're much more independent than you are with other walking aids. You can go further with less fatigue is what people with MS generally say. Yeah, you can move independently, get your agency back, um, be treated not as like, oh, what happened to you? Or like, ooh, isolated from society because you're so uncomfortable. Um, but being the one on the cool bike makes you, um, uh, makes people want to talk with you. It's like, oh my God, what a cool bike. Tell me what that is. And then people say, well, I'll give you a clue. I can't walk because I've got MS. And, but we're already talking because the linker, I started thinking about developing the Alinker when my mother said, over my dead body, will I ever use one of those things, pointing at mobility aids. And that made me aware of that mobility aids emphasize the disability. And with that, because we're uncomfortable around disabilities, I think we're uncomfortable with our own mortality and by extension, um, disabilities. What it made me aware of is that um, it creates a divide between people with and without disabilities in a social divide. And that to me is an issue of justice. And so the Alinker quite quickly with that comment of my mom became a justice issue to 
approach in a different way. It's like, why, why can I go as a temporary able-bodied person? Why can I go to the bike shop and get the coolest bike I want? And the moment I have a disability, there's nothing cool available for me. Why? Why is that? And so I set out to make something so damn cool that people would love to use it and that um, you're the one on the cool bike and it bridges the divide uh, between people with and without disabilities. That's the short of it, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I know we could talk all day because you've, you've come up with so many amazing ways to get the linker into the hands of people who need them. And we've talked a lot about when we first uh, worked together around the sick care system and how important it is to enable this amazing uh, device and really um, liberating you know, process um, for those that need it. And I want to go back to something you said that, that it really changed your life, having the funds be made available by Coralis, formerly CEO. And we're celebrating not only 10 years of incorporation for you, but also the fact that you paid off your loan in five years. It's been a repayment process. And in addition to the financial support, how has the community and the ecosystem impacted the trajectory of the Alinker and your, and your company? changed everything and there's there's actual examples but what i think really changed is and to say that in a very short summary sort of an, <laughs> an abstract summary <laughs> is my life changed from having to enter boardrooms with white guys telling me that i needed to suffer a little bit harder because it was a little bit too much risk for them to being surrounded by hundreds and now thousands of women saying like, we selected you, we believe in you, we want you to be successful, what do you need? Mm. And I remember, I recall the moment that Vicky called me that I had become one of the five ventures and it happened to be on my birthday. So it's six years ago on my birthday, she called me the end of January and she said, B, you've been selected one of the five you're one of the finalists and i just broke down in tears at that moment i was in a little garden suite with i didn't open the blinds anymore i didn't want to wake up um i was on antidepressants and used a lot too much alcohol to um, not feel as much as i was feeling because it was not nice feelings the tenacity and ridiculous resilience it takes to create something like this especially as a woman in a technical field times that i've had white guys still and i say white guys because they always have been white guys so it's kind of factual guys say like maybe you should hire a real engineer literally that has happened mm -hmm. <laughs> and not once I'm, I'm honestly not surprised unfortunately yeah you know the the times that you're treated as a little hobby Oh, it's so cute what you're doing. It's not cute. It fucking changes lives. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the word passion because we're not voluntary workers and we're not doing things out of passion because we don't have a business sense. We actually create businesses that help contribute to a bit of a healthier world for all of us mm -hmm. because that makes sense in a mm -hmm. business place. Businesses are better when they are better for people and better for the world. And the fact that the unicorn, mm -hmm. ridiculous world of men going after millions and 10, 20 times returns is really a ridiculous system that only makes, allows people to take money, to take millions or billions over the back of people that are 
suffering at the other end of where the millions are made. Because somebody pays for somebody to make millions of dollars. Well, you raise a really important point and, and in what you're doing, and anyone can take a look at your website, you have a very holistic business taking place. And I think it's appropriate that as your funds were paid back, the money got reinvested into the fund and loaned out again to new ventures. So in addition to the act in new activators coming in or existing activators supporting, it was actually in the payback model that you were, you know, you were actually building a fund that was part of this completely new, you know, financial ecosystem. And we're curious as to how does it feel that you are part of this perpetual fund now that is available to other ventures at a 3%, which is a very fair rate of interest, um, you know, for a year. I mean, you've contributed now to the fund. <laughs> well, and we've benefited from the fund, I should say, ah. um, because we haven't just paid back the loan in 20 equal installments um, over the five years since we became a CEO venture or Coralist venture now. We also got a loan of $200,000 um, in the last year from exactly that fund that allowed us to do some more bridging with Taiwan because supply chains yes. um, in the pandemic were completely mm -hmm. shot. But I always talk about money as nutrients. Mm -hmm. Money is nutrients and nutrients need to go there where they're needed. A body can't do without nutrients and nutrients can't do with the body and the body is the purpose. And so people that just make or took millions and billions need purpose for their money that's why they call themselves impact investors because they know they need to contribute something back to the world that makes the world a little bit more kind yes the problem is that control over the nutrients is the strings attached that are very often detrimental for the ones that need the nutrients and this is something with Coralus that is it's crucial that there's no strings attached other than that it keeps on paying right and you keep on being part of an ecosystem that feeds forward, mm. that um, is not based on one is the winner and gets it all. It's based on we can all be winners if we're well provided with the balance of purpose and the nutrients that that purpose needs to become a successful business. And successful, the definition of successful then being a business that is a tool and a force for good to contribute to a world that is healthier for more of us because the systems that we live in are extractive systems that mm -hmm. are only based on making money for a few mm -hmm. just follow the money you see what's happening the food industry feeds the pharma industry feeds the war industry and the war industry determines all the fossil fuels and the local economies that's detrimental and it's not sustainable as we all know and you have created a B Corp. Really, so much of what you're doing is creating the world that we want to live in with the dignity, mobility, um, and certainly a sense of beautiful design, which I absolutely love the linker from that perspective as well. So over the years that you've been involved in the Coralist community, can you share some moments that's, that uh, really stuck with you or connections that uh, you have now that are still going strong today? Well, one very important one, and... <laughs> Vicky always makes a comment about that. It's quite funny because 
the moment I became a CEO of Venture and came to the event where we were announced in Toronto. The summit, yes. The summit, yeah. I, I pretty much moved in with Vicky and Richard and <laughs> and started traveling with Vicky. Yes, I, I remember. Right? And I oh. went to all the CEO um, right. events and activities. I traveled a whole year with Vicky. And yes. in retrospect, Vicky always says, you moved in, you changed my life, and you never asked... <laughs> And that connection still goes really strong. I mean, we've become very dear friends. It is very hard to find people that can think in a systemic way Uh and can see the bigger picture of the world that we live in. We're so brainwashed to focus on problems that we're now fixing. But Mm -hmm. by fixing the problems, Mm -hmm. if we identify them as problems, we miss the point that they're actually symptoms of a system that is not designed for us. So as long as we continue to fix the problems, mm-hmm. we're perpetuating the systems mm-hmm. that kill us. Mm-hmm. And there's very few people that mm-hmm. have the clarity and the, the the more systemic view on the world. It's like, oh, this is not a problem to fix. We just need to create systems that are based on humanity and are based on like equality, um, respect for all human beings, respect for all living beings. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we create a world that is a little bit kinder, not just for the planet? We're not in a climate crisis, I always say. You, this is not a problem to fix. We're in an existential crisis. And as long as we deny the fact that we're dying, deny the fact that we're mortal creatures, we keep chasing after a climate crisis. That is not a crisis. We're in an existential crisis, and we really need to start feeling that. And so Vicky is one of those people, one of those rare people that doesn't think I'm crazy. <laughs> That's rare because <laughs> many people think I'm completely nuts, which is probably true in their mind, but it says more about them than about me. But so Vicky and I really came together and, and started fueling each other's visions. And so I've grown a lot. And, um, and Vicky says, like, you changed my life. You never asked by moving in that is one of the things that still goes strong and that's that's paramount to the whole CEO experience and it doesn't just hinge on um on Vicky I mean there's been people that I mean we've got four CEO investors into the Alinker that are beyond the initial loan that we got mm-hmm. from Mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that really like what we're doing mm-hmm. we've got a CEO activator who's a director on our board Um, we've got a lot of people that we drew suggestions from that we asked for feedback that we asked for support Mm -hmm. Um, there's many activators that have uh, contributed to the crowdfunding campaigns that we do with people and Mm -hmm. 221 campaigns have completed to date for anybody who doesn't know the linker is not a super cheap device yet it's not a medical device um, so I see it as our responsibility to make mobility accessible for the people that have been driven into poverty. So the campaigns is a way, it's an integrated platform um, that people can do their campaigns and 221 people that could never afford a linker have now on a linker and have life-changing experiences, plus the community that they're part of. In many cases, that is at least as important as the linker itself. Absolutely. And so, B, what would you want to say to any, potentially any venture or 
individual who's thinking about doing something audacious from a systemic perspective, and maybe people have said that they were crazy. Any, any last thoughts on, on those in a, listening today and they may be wanting to bring something new to the world from the perspective of the vision rather than solving a problem? Well, be audacious. And <laughs> if people give you advice, I always wonder, like, do I want to be like them? No. Why would I take their advice? Take advice from people that you trust, that you admire, that you strive to be like them. So like aim high, go crazy. Because the more people call you crazy, the more you're onto something. I mean, I'm not the first one saying that, but be audacious and really don't listen to naysayers. Follow your own vision. It might take longer. It does take longer if you just go on vision and partnerships. Be in partnership with people. Don't just sign contracts. Actually, be present to build partnerships and friendships because that makes you a resilient company. And the CEO network is filled with people that are willing to contribute, to see you, to acknowledge you, to help you, to support you, to finance you, to connect you with other people. It's it's changed, saved my life. Thank you, B. You're very welcome. Great to connect and hear your wisdom today. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you for listening to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast. Let us know what you thought of the episode and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at www.coreless.world.